but the most important things in our life, the things that are the most valuable, we are willing to do just about anything for, right? We're willing to spend that higher dollar. We're willing to spend the time. When it comes to ourselves, we have to acknowledge where we are. Are we investing in ourselves? Do we find worth in ourselves enough to invest in ourselves? Hey, everybody. Emily Abadi here. You are listening to another installment of Hurdle Moment from Hurdle, a wellness-focused podcast where I connect with everyone from your favorite athletes to top experts and industry CEOs about their highest highs, toughest moments, and everything in between. We all go through hurdles in life, and my goal through these discussions is to empower you to better navigate yours and move with intention so that you can stride toward your own big potential. And of course, have some fun along the way. For today's episode, I am so elated to bring you the light that is my good friend, Vanessa Bryant. She's the founder of Unleashed, which is a woman's empowerment concept. I talked about it on the show not all that long ago. She recently held her first weekend event over in Salt Lake City. She's also an author and a wellness advocate. And like I said, just such a light and a dear friend of mine. So I'm honored to have her on the show today. We are chatting all about how to strategically build self-worth. Vanessa lets us in on her journey, talking about a low point, a hurdle moment in her life after having her daughter, where she felt as though she had to re-examine the woman that she had become. You know, there are so many different chapters that we all undergo on our journey. And during those chapters, we closely relate or identify with different titles. So upon becoming a mother, Vanessa realized that she needed to take a step back and really examine what was truly important in her life and how she wanted to continue to show up, not just at home, but also in her work. Now, spoiler alert, that journey helped her massively build her own self-worth. So that is why she is here to talk to us about that topic today. In doing so, she reveals four actionable tips and suggestions that we can all use when it comes to becoming our own biggest hype man, hype woman, hype human. And trust me, all of these tips are ones that you can easily implement into your routine within the next couple of weeks. And if you do, I promise you're going to see a major difference. Listen, just like we said at the top of this episode, investing in yourself is one of the best choices that you can make so that you can not only show up for you, but then pour into the cups of the ones that you love. Loved this convo. Grateful to Vanessa for making the time and excited to bring it to the feed. Make sure you are following along with Hurdle over at Hurdle Podcast. I am over at Emily Abadi and I'd love to feature you in an upcoming weekly Hurdle via the Hurdler Spotlight. To submit yourself to be featured, head on over to the show notes and click Submit a Hurdler Spotlight. I feature one new hurdler in every Friday newsletter. And with that, let's get to hurdling. 
Today, I am chatting with my dear friend, Vanessa Bryant. She is the founder of Unleashed, a woman's empowerment concept, as well as an author and a wellness advocate. How you doing, Vanessa? I'm so good. I'm here with you. Thank you, uh, Em. Yay! <laughs> I know. I'm so excited that this is finally happening for us. I How are know. you? How are you really right now? How are you doing? Mm, that's a good question. I am really good. Just came off a high from Unleashed, which you were with me, and that was so amazing. I think I'm in a state of what next, and um, that's exciting. It's also a little overwhelming, but I'm great. I'm good. I think a lot of people listening to this can probably relate to that idea of the come down from something that you work so diligently toward. You had been planning Unleashed for the better part of a year. As yes. I mentioned at the top half of this, a woman's empowerment concept. We had a weekend of uh, events, so much fun out in Salt Lake City just last month. And now... Yeah. Being in this place where you're asking yourself, where do I go from here? It, exactly. it can be really overwhelming. Absolutely. And I think um, it's, it's beautiful in the sense of you can create anything, right, out of the possibility. And I think that's what Unleashed showed me and um, proved to me really that, one, there's space for this. There's a need for this. The way the women... And even us as facilitators of the event absorbed all of that information on all of that content and really just needed that moment. Um, I think it was confirmation that I need to do more of this and that this is the space that I am, in fact, supposed to be in. And you do like come off of that high of, I okay, this is it. But then after you've spent so many months planning something and then it's over, you're like, okay, what next? Do I jump right into the next thing? Of course, women who were with us were like, we can't wait a whole nother year, you know, for this again. So when are we doing it again? And I'm like, hold on a second. I'm not ready for all that. <laughs> You're like, honey, this took a long time it to took, put together. It takes I can't a just lot. Throw this together exactly. A few more months from right now. Yeah. Exactly. So um, it is a little bit overwhelming, but in the best of ways. Cause I, like I said, um, it's, it's understanding that the possibilities are endless and the need is there. And so with that, you just take what you can from it and you, um, and you create and you, and you move on to the next thing and you, and you build. And the great thing about that also is you move forward informed by what you went through, by your experiences, right? So yeah. although you carry that with you, you also have the opportunity to start anew, regardless of what the situation might be. So here Absolutely. you and I are chatting about perhaps your next adventure, putting together another weekend conference of sorts, yes. but someone listening to this who maybe just ran their first 5k yeah. or finished a certification course or, uh, work toward a huge presentation at their job. Like you have the opportunity now to sit down and ask yourself, what is it that I truly want going forward? What about this hurdle that I just mm. overcame Absolutely. feels really exciting to me? And what about that maybe didn't serve me? And how can I use that information to start anew, which is really awesome. Absolutely. I love that. And I think you're absolutely right. Life is full of start and stops, right? And 
it always, we're always presented new opportunities for a fresh start, for a new beginning, to take with us something that we've learned from past experiences and carry it into whatever is next for us. And I think that, especially when we talk about accomplishments, right, we we work so hard for whatever it is that we, like you said, maybe it's a 5K or maybe it's a project or maybe you, like me, started a new business adventure and you've, you're, you're approaching different hurdles or you've overcome certain hurdles. And then after that, you have a moment to reflect and to ask yourself, what is next? And I think the most important thing from that is to say, okay, what have I learned from everything I've done thus far? And just understand that you have full authority over where you go from here. Can I do it again? Yes, if you would like to. Do I have to do it again? No, if you don't want to. You know, whatever it is that is you feel that serves you, you have an opportunity to take that with you and and to build anew. I think in the space that we're both in, where we do this work for ourselves, but also to impact others, there's inherently this I want to keep going. Yeah, there really is. And that step that you mentioned, that audit, is one that can be really easy to skip over, right? I'm certainly guilty of this. Definitely in my past, I either won't take the time to celebrate something or I will just speed into the next thing without really stopping to be like, what was good? What was bad? What would I change? How would I pivot, et cetera, Mm -hmm. et cetera. This easily segues us into learning a little bit more about you because you yourself made a pretty decent pivot when you started writing books and getting more into this work from what I know you studied in college. So why don't you give us a little bit of your background before we dive headfirst into chatting about self-worth? Love that. Yeah, absolutely. So my background, I actually studied nursing. I got my bachelor's degree in nursing. I was a pediatric oncology nurse for eight years, had my daughter, and was never on a path of, I want to be a stay-at-home mom. That was never in my foresight. Actually, when I had her, I was set on becoming an Uh, administrator in health. And so I went back to school. I got my master's in business administration. And I just knew that I was going to be a chief nursing officer of a hospital one day. That was what I had my vision set on. And as we know, life presents us with different challenges. After having my daughter, I went back to work. Um, My husband traveled a lot for work. And I just sincerely felt like I wasn't able to do anything at my best. Uh, I felt like I was pulled as a new mom um, from my ability to really focus on that part of who I was and learning that new part of who I was was a struggle. So I felt like I was failing there. And at work, um, because I, I was emotionally not present um, and emotionally pulled, uh, I really struggled at work feeling like I was able to to succeed. And then I was going through school. And as we all know, school is so heavy, busy, lots to do. And so I just had to have a moment uh, to step back and to ask myself, Vanessa, what is it that you really want out of life? And I think really the decision was tough because 
it was, it was this, I had worked so hard and told myself so long that my worth was attached to my job. So when I sat and reflected and what came up for me was you need to pause your career and in the nursing world, most nurses understand, you pause your nursing career, you have to start all over again. You always have it, but you kind of have to start from the ground up. So what I had built, I was really saying, I'm ready to let go of that. Um, but it was scary. And it was scary for, for you know, the right reasons. It was scary for the wrong reasons. And the wrong reasons for me was that I was scared of losing that attachment that I had built my self-worth on. And that was my career. And so I did make the decision to stay at home, to focus on her, to finish school. And in that space, I just really struggled with knowing who I was. And so that's where writing happened. That was an outlet for me to release and to process and to be honest about myself. It wasn't until you know, year, a year probably into writing that I was even able to have conversations like this where I could say, I feel like a failure, you know, and from the outside looking in, a lot of my friends didn't see that. They saw, you know, a powerful woman, somebody who was willing to make a sacrifice, somebody who was still, you know, juggling all of the things. But for me, it was, gosh, if, if, if they can do it, why can't I do it? It was that comparison and my self-worth was extremely low at that point in my life. And so, again, writing was a way for me to process. And through writing, I was able to finally realize, you know what, there's more women, women especially, men too, that need to hear that it's okay, you know, that one, your self-worth shouldn't be attached to your jobs, your accolades, your titles, or anything else. It comes from within. But it's also okay to feel not okay. and to be able to have a, a space to reflect on that, to understand where it's derived from, and to feel like you can open up so that you can figure out where to go. For sure. And that vulnerability is just so important, both for you to move forward at the time in your own journey toward building self-worth, but also generally, right, for us to know that Whatever you may be seeing on the highlight reel or walking down the street, nothing is likely as it seems. So to come out with it and be like, hey, I'm struggling 99.9% of the time. Everybody else around you is struggling in some way too, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. And what you said is so important. This highlight reel is so true. Like I said, from the outside looking in, People would say, you're married, you have a daughter, you have a successful, you know, you had a successful career, you can still go back to that, you, you're making money, all of the things that, you know, from the outside looking in sound like fulfillment, right? You can still be unfulfilled in self, especially if your self-worth is so low. And so for me, that's where I recognize that even though writing was a way for me to process and for me to find healing and contentment, I recognize that, you know what, there's more women that need to hear this so that they don't feel alone, so that they can understand the other side of the story and to, and to hear somebody say, basically, me too, 
you know, me too, sis, I'm going through it just like you are. It might be in a different way, but that was kind of the goal for me and why I made the decision to publish a book. And I'm like, I'm going to publish a book. I have no background in writing. Um, you know, I, I enjoy it, but it's not something I was trained in. But at that point in my life, I was at the point where I could say, you know what, why not me? You know, why not me? And so I did. I, I self-published a book, which Amazon thankfully makes it very easy to do. And it was really well received. And I think after that was, you know, when you're doing your book um, parties and book releases and um, book celebrations, right? It was that moment where I was gathering women, especially together, um, and hearing their stories as they heard mine that I realized that I want to create more spaces for women to come together and to share our stories because we all have that inner magic. We all have inner medicine, I feel, that if we give it an opportunity to share it, somebody is going to be impacted and healed from that sharing. And I certainly was. I was healed by hearing these others, the other women and their stories and how they found help and healing and wholeness. And I think that they were impacted in a, in a beautiful way by, by me, by hearing my story. I'm sure that they have been. I have yeah. been. Oh, <laughs> thanks. Em. You know, when we, when we chatted about what we really wanted to focus in on here today, you said that something you're super passionate about as you really homed in on telling us about your background is how to strategically build self-worth. And what really struck me about this topic was having a plan on how to build yourself up, which seems as though I'm sure the same plan won't work in the same ways for everyone, mm. but having certain action items, I actually yes. feel to make the concept uh, I feel makes the concept a little less overwhelming. So when you say strategically building self-worth, what do you mean by that? This is what I mean. I mean exactly what you said. We plan so much of our, our lives, right? And for me, I am a constant planner. When I had those moments of self-reflection to say, why is your self-worth so low? Well, I hadn't done enough to build it up right? And there's a lot of us in the world that I feel go around assuming that self-worth, self-belief, um, self-confidence is derived naturally. Like people are just innately born with that. And it's so far from the truth. Being that I have a scientific background, of course, I do deep dives into research and all these things. There's no research that supports that self-belief, self-confidence, self-worth is something that is genetically given, inherent. Does environments uh, help it and influence it? Absolutely. But genetically, no. So then what is it? What separates one really self-confident person from one who really struggles with self-confidence? And that, to me, is just having a plan. Having a plan that is building you up, pouring back into yourself. The things that we care about the most in our life, we invest in. And so for me, it was, hey, Vanessa, if you want to build your self-worth, we need to be strategically making sure every single day we are doing something to build that up. 
Um, just like when you're in the gym, right? You, you have a workout plan, you know, you, you want to work up, work on your upper body. You want to build strength there. You have a plan to do so lower body you have a plan to do so. When M is training for all of these marathons, you've got a plan to do so and to get you there. You don't go from zero to a hundred in a day. You build it. And so that is something that I've been advocating for a lot, especially with women, is that we need to be very intentional about how we invest back into ourselves and how we build up our self-worth. So I've got some action items. We love an action item, one planner talking to another planner, both of our yes. love languages include Google <laughs> Calendar invites. Like I'm here with you. And I love this idea of investing in the things that we care about and that we need to think about ourselves as a priority on the list of things that we care about, which is so easy at times to kind of put by the wayside, let slip by the wayside, this idea that, oh, I need to take care of myself if I want to do X, Y, and Z well, right? Uh, that concept of putting your oxygen mask on first before you can help somebody else out. Super, super important. So we've got action items and I want to hear about them. Where do we start? Where do we start, Vanessa? I think the first one and the most important one is to talk to yourself and talk about yourself in a way that validates your worth. So how many times immediately when you wake up in the morning, look in the mirror you're like, Ugh, you know, what are what is that self-talk like? I had to be really honest with myself. My self-talk was crap. You know, it was what I was saying to myself internally and even externally. Uh, it, it wasn't validating my worth. And so where I say you have to start is to really start being intentional about the things that you are saying to yourself when people are listening and when they aren't listening. And I think an easy way to start is through affirmations. And so, you know, uh, I am big on affirmations, but looking at yourself in the mirror, saying out loud, I am worthy. Start with that one. And over time, it may seem really difficult at first, but over time, you're going to start believing it. And therefore, when other people say things about you, especially when they're good, you'll believe it. Um, but you won't rely on other people to give you that feedback to know that you're good, to know that you're worthy. Um, and that's where I was as well. I, I would rely on the affirmations from other people to build my self-worth. And then when those don't come, all of a sudden your self-worth is gone. Taking a break from today's episode to talk to you about my sponsor at AG1 from Athletic Greens, a long standing partner of the podcast, something that I have been using goodness for well over three years now. AG1 is my favorite because it supports energy, focus, gut health, digestion, and immune system without the need to take multiple products or pills. That's right. It's an all in one daily scoop including 75 vitamins and minerals and whole food sourced superfoods, plus prebiotics, probiotics, adaptogens, all in one, again, convenient daily serving. It is a tool in my toolbox that I do not take for granted. 
And I love knowing that what I'm putting into my body is safe. AG1 is NSF certified for sport, which is essentially the gold standard for professional athletes who have to adhere to strict rules regarding supplements and nutritional products. But let me make sure I say this. You don't have to be a professional athlete to benefit from AG1. It has so much goodness packed into that one scoop and it helps me feel better regularly in my body. Now, of course, AG1 has a deal for you. Head on over to athleticgreens.com slash hurdle to get a year's supply of vitamin D3, K2, as well as five travel packs for free with your purchase. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash hurdle to get a year's supply of vitamin D absolutely free plus five free travel packs. To your point about the affirmations that we start with, I love that example that you gave, I am worthy. This Mm -hmm. doesn't need to be you feeding yourself BS. You don't need to say, I am the most beautiful woman in a 12 block radius or my shoulders are absolutely stunning. When you don't feel that way, I'm not saying stare in the mirror and hype yourself up to a level that feels unobtainable or fake. I'm saying dig into your soul and be honest with yourself about what you deserve and who you really are. I couldn't agree more. I had to start with actually doing it with my kids because it was easier for me to, when my self-worth was so low, it was easier for me to say, I don't want my kids to feel anything but worthy. And I don't want them to find themselves as an adult and don't understand their self-worth. I want them to know it for them for themselves from a very young age. And it's so funny that kids are like the most confident human beings ever. You know, like they just are. And it's like, what point in life do we lose that? Oh, when people start being jerks. Right? <laughs> and so I'm like, I just wanted to just put it in a capsule. So we really started to do affirmations. And because I wanted them to do it, I was doing it. Love and that. they'll make up their own. But or I'll say repeat after me, but we always end with, with my daughter, we always say, I am a girl and I can do anything. And with my son, he'll say, I am a boy and I can do anything. And that I can do anything simple, just like you said, simple, but so effective, so effective. And all of a sudden you feel lighter and your shoulders roll back and your head is tilted up a little higher and you start to believe it day after day. So simple. I agree. Keep it simple. Keep it light. Keep it believable. That first one I love then talking to yourself, starting to build yourself up using affirmations. Where do we go from there once you have some sort of an affirmation process? Once you have an affirmation process, the next part and the most important part, we talked about it earlier, you have to invest in yourself. That can be through time. That can be through money. You have to decide. But the most important things in our life, the things that are the most valuable, we are willing to do just about anything for, right? We're willing to spend that higher dollar. We're willing to spend the time. When it comes to ourselves, we have to acknowledge where we are. Are we investing in ourselves? 
Do we find worth in ourselves enough to invest in ourselves? And when we can take a moment to say, how can I do this better? How can I invest in myself so that I get a return on my investment, right? Think about it like you think about your finances. And sincerely, be be honest with yourself. Is there an ability for me to invest back into myself on a deeper level? For me, it's time. It's creating time and opportunity to just connect back to myself. Again, as a mom, as somebody who is always juggling 17 irons in the fire, it is very easy to put myself at the very end of the to-do list. You know, I'm like, I know I need self-care, whatever that looks like. Maybe it's reading a book. Maybe it's taking a bath. Maybe it's working out. Uh, Maybe it's coffee with a friend. But I always put it at the end of the day. And then it's like, if I get to it, great. If not, oh, well. No, you need to be making sure that you put yourself at the top of your to-do list. So I have started to at least a couple times a week ensure that I put myself at the top of the list. That That is my accountability to ensure that I am investing in myself in that day. Um, and then if you're like, I don't know where I where to start with investing in myself. Do I need to, you know, spend more money on myself? Do I need to spend more time? What it, What does it look like? I would just ask you to ask yourself, when do you feel your best? That's where you should probably pour your time, your money, your resources into a little bit more and say, okay, I feel my best when. So how do I execute how to invest more time into that space? So invest in yourself. That's such a good tip. You know, it's interesting. And you and I had a conversation about this the other day. Sometimes we get so caught up in behaviors that may not be the best for us because of convenience or pattern, right? So you and I both sharing some sentiments the other day about wanting to treat our bodies a little bit better. And for me, when I think about when I feel my best, it's when I'm not treating my body this way, but I'm in this pattern of maybe going out to one too many dinners and having one too many glasses of wine during the week at home and just not nourishing my body in a way that feels right for me. And so when I take that step back and get okay with being a little uncomfortable, being honest about the behaviors that maybe aren't serving me, then I can step into this place where I truly am investing in myself, prioritizing myself, prioritizing my own health and well-being and mental health as well. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I think that, you know, when we ask ourselves what we're willing to make time for, it is so funny how often our uh, us being put on the list ourselves is not is not common. We don't, you know, we'll put just about anything else on the list but ourselves. We have to learn how to do that and I think that creating even time for reflection like you said, um to say, "Hey, I've been creating this new pattern of behaviors and it's actually not contributing." You know, it's not pouring back into my investing of myself. It's pulling away from why did I start doing that? And then it's it, it makes it a little bit easier to make the pivot so that you can make sure that the habits that you are creating actually contribute to your investment of yourself. Yeah. That question, the why did I start doing that? 
is the hard question, right? It's the question that you never want to answer. You don't want to get honest about where things in your life may be really difficult and you're trying to compensate for something. It's a feeling, a question, something that we've all had to navigate. So know that answering it isn't going to be easy all the time, but answering it is the first step to getting toward where you want to be and starting to do things that may serve you more than the patterns that you were developing. We have investing in yourself. What happens next? You got to doubt your doubts. Ooh, doubt your doubts. What does that mean? You got to acknowledge that you're already worthy. So for me, almost immediately when I do an affirmation, like I am worthy, you can hear this other little thought that wants to combat what you were just saying. And you need to come back to that thought and say, but why? So when you have, a, when you have self-doubt, which we all do, it's important to question where that thought comes from. And almost immediately when you start to do that, when you question your doubt of yourself, you realize that it has no validation. It comes from no place at all. It's just, it's just a negative thought to be, to, that we, we create in our mind, but it has no foundation. But the more that we can challenge those thoughts, the more that we can recognize that it's just there. If we choose to believe it, if we choose to hold on to it, if we choose to attach to it, then it's our choice. But if we choose to let it go, to acknowledge that it was there and to say, you don't serve a purpose here anymore. This is where I'm going. I think we do ourselves, you know, a better, we do better for ourselves in that space. So for instance, we talked about where do I go from here, right? And I think it's easy to say, well, you won't be able to do that again. Why can't I do that again? That's where you need to doubt your doubts. Um, And just create that habit of questioning anything that pops up that makes you feel not worthy. Doubt your doubts. Okay, so we've got three really great actionable tips already. But is there something else that we can implement when it comes to strategically building our self-worth? I think the last one, and it, it, it's not last because it lacks value, it's one of the most important things that we all can do, is ensuring that you're surrounding yourself with the right people. And the right people are people that are going to challenge you, they're going to support you, they're going to love you, and they're going to hold you accountable. These people are going to be the echo back to you when your self-worth meter might be running a little low. They'll say to you, hey, girl, let me hold up this mirror. Let me show you how good you look. Let me show you how much you've done. And that has pulled me out of some deep, dark places is to have those people that love me, that care about me, that when I have struggled to be able to remind myself of my worth, they have pulled me back into a space that does or they'll challenge me to to keep going. They'll encourage me um, out of that space. And so ensuring that we have circles that are healthy, 
is really important. And I think that, again, M, like all of these other things, it can be on it. It can be hard to be honest with yourself as you self-reflect. Relationships especially can be hard to let go of. But when you realize the value of letting go of some of those toxic relationships so that you can create room and create space for the positive, the affirming, the encouraging ones, you realize how much value add that is to our self-worth. I also think it's when you get to a place where you're more focused on what you do have instead of being maybe angry or frustrated about what you don't have, stopping the easy comparison that can be to perhaps one person's social circle or group of friends or relationship that you find admirable, uh, when you stop comparing those things to what you do have and focus on the beauty that you do have in your life, that kind of unlocks a lot of doors and perspective for you. Absolutely. Absolutely. The grass is not always greener, right? Right. (laughs) The grass is greener where you water it and you don't have to have a whole lot of grass. You know, I think that that is so true. There is such beauty in honoring and acknowledging where you are right now today, what you have right now today, not compared to anybody else. This is my journey and my journey alone. And when you realize that, when you recognize that, it gives us an ability to see ourselves. And when we see ourselves, we can see our worth. We love it. We love self-worth and we love strategically building it with the help of you, my love. Anything else you want to add here before I release you back to your kiddos? Oh, I just love you. And thank you so much for having me. I do. I just appreciate all that you've done. Hurdle is changing lives. And I am so grateful to have had this opportunity to have a conversation with you. And I'm so grateful for you and um, for you coming to Unleashed and helping us create such a special and fun and beautiful and life-changing experience. So I hope we get to do it more. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> See, guys, you need people in your circle that speak to you this way. I'm just saying. Yes. I'm just saying it's helpful. <laughs> but if they have follow along with you, how do they keep up with you? Give us your details. Yes, they can find me on IG. You can find me at the Soulfully Spoken or Unleashed underscore SLC if you wanted to see what was up with that. They can also check out my website at thesoulfullyspoken.com. Beautiful. I'm over at Emily Abadi and at Hurdle Podcast. Another hurdle conquered. Catch you guys next time. <laughs>